Time out when there's gaps in coverage. Every team needs a player that they can count on to help out. Aflac Supplemental Insurance can help close the gap between what health insurance covers and what it doesn't. When you're sick or injured, bills can rack up fast. Aflac pays cash that can be put towards medical expenses like co-pays or even non-medical expenses like groceries or rent. Get help with expenses that health insurance does not cover. Visit Affleck.com to learn more. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. What if there was somebody who wanted to help you find a job? Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that's exactly what you get. They can help you in any industry. With just one interview at Express, you have connections to endless jobs. Whether you want a contract job or a new full-time role, choose Express Employment Professionals. Express has 860 locally owned locations and no fees for job seekers. Visit ExpressPros.com today to find a location nearest you. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Brian Greasy, ESPN Monday Night Football analyst and uh, Monday Night Football kicking off September 13th. That'll be the Ravens and the Raiders on the mothership with Steve Levy, Louis Riddick, Brian Greasy. Brian's foundation, by the way, Judy's House, helps uh, children who have lost a parent or a sibling. And uh, it's been around for more than 15 years, broke ground on a new facility Judy's House for Grieving Children and Families. Find out more at judyshouse.org. Brian, how are you today? Good morning, Dan. I'm doing great. How are you? How do you do um, with Twitter? How do, does Twitter, is it in your life? Uh, no, I would say it's, it's not much uh, a part of my life. I, I do use it to get news in a timely fashion, but, um, you know, in this, in this industry, it's hard to go back and forth on that medium. It's, it's a, it's a tough one. So I avoid it for the most part. You ended up at Michigan, but you grew up in Miami. Was, was your dad with the dolphins at the time? And that's how you ended up. You were there in Miami. And then how'd you end up in Michigan? Yeah, it's, uh, you know, my dad went to Purdue and uh, he was really um, hoping that I would go to Purdue. I wasn't very highly recruited, Dan, out of, out of high school. I think, um, I think I had two or three scholarship offers 
one of which was Purdue. And I told my dad, I said, uh, Dad, it's a great school, but I don't want to be an engineer, uh, which Purdue's known for engineering. Um, so I'm going to walk on at Michigan. So uh, not only am I not going to go to your alma mater and get my education paid for, I'm going to go to a rival and you're going to have to pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> Where were you on the depth chart? Who was ahead of you at Michigan? Uh, I think I was sixth or seventh on the depth chart. Uh, you know, back then uh, there, there were guys, uh, Elvis Gerbach had, had just left Todd Collins uh, Jay Reimersma, who ended up being a, a tight end in the NFL with the Bills. Um, you had Jason Carr. I mean, I could. The other quarterback who was a scholarship quarterback was Scott Leffler. Uh, you know, Tom Brady wasn't there yet. That was two years later, but ended up having to compete with him as well. Uh, but it was a process. It took me three or four years to even sniff the field. What did you know about Brady? So you're a jun- junior. Brady comes in. Were you nervous about losing your job? Uh, I was always fighting, you know, to keep my job. Uh, The year before Tom came in, uh, they signed the number one overall recruit in the country, ended up being Scott Dreisbach, who played as a freshman and went on and played for the Raiders. Um, So every year it was, you know, top three or four quarterback in the country. So uh, when Tom came in and, and just looking at Tom, the way he looked with the long hair, he's from California and, you know, he's not the greatest athlete in the world. Uh, it wasn't like everybody was, oh, my gosh, this is the next guy, um, ultimately. So, uh, you know, it was, uh, it was an experience for me to, to battle and to have to, to earn my, my playing time there for sure. Okay, but what is it, though? Because Brady shows up, same thing when he went to the Combine. Like, nobody did anything. Nobody went, wow, oh, my God, you got to see this guy. So what is it about Brady that separates him from anybody who's played this position? Yeah, Dan, if I had to sum it up in, in, in kind of one uh, sentence, it would be he, he's willing to sacrifice more than anybody else. And that sacrifice could be a number of different things, right? His diet, his time, um, his body. I, I think, I think that that's, what, that's what differentiates him. And, and he does start from scratch every single year. When he comes to training camp, he feels like he hasn't accomplished anything. And that mindset, that mentality, that competitiveness and that that willingness to sacrifice, if I had to sum it all up, that's what makes him different. He's not out there, you know, looking for for other things to do outside of football until he retires. Um, and who knows when he's going to retire? I think I, I think he could have his best year this year. It's all lined up for him um, with the team, the 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 pieces that are back, uh, the organization, and so I. There's no reason for him to stop playing until. He's not enjoying it anymore. And I would say he's enjoying it more than he ever has. Can you teach what Brady has? I don't think so. No. Uh, I think it has to be earned. Uh, I think it has to be learned. And, you know, he learned that uh, through difficult experiences. I mean, uh, it was not an easy journey for him in Michigan. Uh, people forget that, that he he probably should have been the starting quarterback, but he was forced to split time with, with Drew Henson. And he had to earn everything he got. And he constantly heard that he wasn't fast enough. He wasn't big enough, didn't have a big enough arm, all those things. And that was ingrained in him, and he kept that. And uh, so I think it's, it's experiential for him. I don't think that's something that's innate. 
He's Brian Greasy, ESPN Monday Night Football analyst, former NFL quarterback. You got a chance to see the Saints and the Jags. Let me start with the Saints. What is Sean Payton waiting for in naming his starting quarterback? Yeah, we spent about an hour and a half with with Sean uh, this past weekend. And honestly, Dan, I think he's genuinely conflicted, or at least he was when we had the conversation before the game. Um, I think that he has so much respect, as he should, for Taysom Hill and what he has done for this team, what he sacrificed for the team, what he means to the team, that – um, that he wanted to be intentional about creating a level playing field for this competition. Um, and, and I think he, he tried as best he could to do that. Now, we talked with Taysom as well, and Taysom understands that there is a value that he brings to this team, to this offense outside of the quarterback position, that potentially could weigh against him uh, in the evaluation. Uh, and I think that everybody understood that, but but Sean was trying to create a, a level playing field, and I think that's why this took so long. And Taysom Hill in the past seven to ten days in camp really has played well and has gotten the coach's attention. Um, so I think if you would ask Sean after the first two weeks of camp, I think in his mind he would have been saying it was, it was Jameis. And then the third week of camp, uh, Taysom came on. Uh, and then what happened on Monday night, you know, Jameis could not have played better not just with the way he threw the ball, but with the way he executed and ran the offense and made checks at the line of scrimmage. And so uh, I, think that, I think the decision has probably been made at this point after watching Monday night, uh, and I would expect Sean to, to come forward with that. You trust Jameis Winston? I trust Jameis Winston under Sean Payton. I think that Sean Payton is one of the best quarterback coaches uh, in the league. Um, I think that Jameis, obviously, we know he has the, the physical talent. Uh, we know that, he's, uh, that he wants it. I think he's been humbled. Uh, and I think that he understands that it's not necessarily about him, but it's about this, this team and, and that he doesn't have to be Superman every time he walks out on the field, uh, but that he needs to execute. And I think he's learned from Drew Brees. I mean, there could not have been a better situation for Jameis to come into and watch for a year and to learn from Drew um, and and to not lose Jameis's aggressiveness and ability to throw the ball down the field, which we saw Monday night, but to incorporate more of the underneath checkdowns and understanding situational football, keeping the team moving, protect the ball. You got a good defense. Um, so I, I trust Jameis in that system. In Tampa, with Dirk Cutter and Bruce Arians and, and people that wanted to push the ball down the field and didn't get backs out, didn't allow him to check the ball down all the time. Listen, there were a lot of dirty hands in those 30 interceptions. It wasn't just Jameis. Um, so I expect to see a different quarterback this season for the Saints. Does Urban Meyer know what he's getting into? Urban Meyer's a smart, smart guy. Smart coach, been around. He has not been around the NFL. I'll give you that. Uh, but I think he understands what he's getting into. Uh, I don't know that he understands the level of competition on a week-in and week-out basis and how hard that's going to be. Um, and I think that it's a 1-15 football team. I know Urban's never been a part of that. <laughs> um, so with a rookie quarterback and, and, a, and a franchise that's trying to redefine itself, and on top of all of that, they're trying to crash these two forms of offense together. 
Uh, one, an NFL offense with Daryl Bevel and what he's done throughout his career in Minnesota and Seattle. And then you're bringing in Urban's ideas of the spread offense from college that he uh, has some non-negotiables that they, they want to incorporate into the offense. So how they mesh those two things together in front of an offensive line that's, that's not very good, that's not a great recipe. And, and, and then how does Urban handle the losing on a week-in and week-out basis? That's, there's a lot of question marks there. Well, in Trevor Lawrence, Trevor has lost a total of four games in his high school and college career combined. He's going to lose that by you know, the end of October probably. Do you think that there's a chance Jacksonville would go with Gardner Minshew to start the season because that offensive line is not very good um, and almost let Trevor kind of ease into it, dip his toe into it, as opposed to going into the deep end of the pool? I do. Um, And I know that that probably doesn't sound right. The number one overall draft pick, uh, not starting week one. But if you know Urban Meyer, he – the one thing, he doesn't care about what the fans think. He doesn't care about what the media thinks. Um, he's going to make the decision that's best for Trevor Lawrence. Um, and, you know, I, I, don't, I don't think that this has been about competition. Obviously, Trevor Lawrence is going to be the quarterback for the Jaguars. When that happens is the question. And I think you're exactly right. We talked about this Monday night. They don't have an offensive line to protect Trevor Lawrence as it stands right now. Um, so, one of the things that Urban mentioned to us when we talked this past weekend is he talks to his old quarterback, Joe Burrow, from Ohio State. He was his quarterback. He called him right when they drafted Trevor Lawrence, and he said, listen, what can I do to protect this kid? You know, and we saw what happened with Joe in Cincinnati. Uh, he said, listen, you have to run the ball and get the ball out fast. Those are the two things that Joe said. And, and Urban says, I'm going to call Joe once a week every week to, to kind of learn from him. How is his experience as a rookie? first overall pick, and and what can we do to support that? So it's not in Urban's mind. He's trying to do the right thing by Trevor Lawrence, and and I, I don't disagree with him. If he starts Gardner Minshew week one, uh, that's going to be about protection. Better arm, Elway or Mahomes? Wow. Um, that's a tough one. Uh, you know, I, I watched John Elway up close uh, my rookie season, and he did some things that I had never seen before. Um, Patrick is more creative and innovative uh, with the arm angles and off-platform throws and, and that. John, there were I've never seen anybody that when he got his feet set and he stepped into something, I have never seen anybody throw the harder, harder ball than him. Patrick, I think, can can throw it further off platform and not need his feet, but but I still think that John Elway could. He had a howitzer, man. It was it was unbelievable to watch. And Elway was probably thirty six, thirty seven at the time when you yes. joined the team. Yes, I mean, and I I would watch film of him in his early years, and, and you're right. I mean, uh, the drive, you know, some of the throws that he that he would make uh, in tight windows down the field. Um, I I just. I've never seen that before. Now, Josh Allen has a little bit more of that, I think. When he gets his feet set, uh, the down-the-field driving throws, um, that looks a little bit more like Elway. I liken Mahomes to Steph Curry. I think he is to quarterbacks what Steph Curry is to shooters. Now, that doesn't mean Mahomes will be the greatest quarterback of all time, but I think what we're seeing with him, you're probably going to have a lot of quarterbacks. Well, we've seen this already. 
they're emulating this, just like Steph Curry trying to emulate every, you know, your kids out there in you know fifth grade are trying to shoot like Steph Curry. Quarterbacks are going to be trying to throw like Patrick Mahomes. Do you do you agree with that parallel? Yeah. I, so it's funny, you know, my son's 12 and he's, you know, we're throwing the ball out there and I'm trying, you know, I have the prototypical motion. I'm trying to, you know, elbow up, you know, <laughs> see up here and all this. I'm trying to teach him the proper mechanics, just like my dad 30 years ago taught me, you know, and he's out here, arms like sideways and his feet aren't set. He's running this way. And I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> Does your son have a better right. arm You're than right. you? It's, um, Look at Zach Wilson. I mean, Zach Wilson yeah. is doing some of that that stuff. So, listen, it, it it takes an unbelievable athlete to do that. But I think kids will be experimenting more, um, and offenses will be experimenting more. And so, I think you're going to see more and more of that style of play coming up from high school to college, and then ultimately to the NFL. Your son have a better arm than you? Oh, <laughs> listen. I had a little bit better arm than my dad. You know, my dad had Zonka, Kick, Mercury Morris. You know, he, he didn't have to, you know, air the ball down the field. So I had a little bit better. And now, and now my son, yeah, he's, he's definitely going to have a better arm than me. My, my daughter has a better arm than me, too. <laughs> when did you realize your dad was famous? Uh, gosh, I, I used to go to training camp. Um, and, I, you know, I'd go out there and, and, and you'd have – Manny Fernandez, you know, and Larry Little and these guys that back then they were big. You know, Manny Fernandez is only like 260 pounds playing defensive tackle. That that wouldn't fly anymore. But to me back then, uh, going to camp, uh, he let me sit in the in the cold tub and the hot tub after practice with the guys and and just listen to the banter and and just the respect they had for my dad back then. That's probably the first memory that I had of of my dad, you know, being the quarterback for the Miami Dolphins and sitting in a meeting room with Don Shula for, to, for the quarterbacks to watch film. I, I still remember those days. And so it was pretty early on that I knew that my dad was hot stuff. Gosh, you're in there with Don Shula and Shula, Shula could be tough. Like, you know, he was no nonsense. And I, I, I can't imagine your daddy's probably saying, be quiet, just sit there, you know, don't say anything. You're probably squirming yes. around like little you know boys do. Yes, I'm I'm in the back, you know, back of the room. And I used to sit, you know, with the, they had a legendary uh, equipment manager, Bobby LaMonica, uh, who was back. He always used to send me home with shoes and stuff for for football practice and and whatnot. But I sat in the back and and I would just, you know, I couldn't say anything. uh, But but just just listening to some of the stories, they tell stories and and how Shula, no. So it's interesting you bring this up because next year, Dan, 2022 is the 50th anniversary of the undefeated season. And uh, unfortunately, we've lost Coach Shula and, um, you know, Jake Scott passed away recently and, and you know, Bonacani's gone and Langer. And there's a lot of, of, of those great players who are no longer with us. But, um, but I'm, I'm fired up, excited about the 50th anniversary of that team and, and getting them back together and, and some, hearing some of the old stories and, Hopefully we get a chance for, you know, the rest of the people that love football to, to hear some of the great stories of that season. I think it's a great opportunity to celebrate them. Do you uh, wear your Super Bowl ring? No, I do not. Um, you know, I, uh, I was a rookie, Dan, and um, I threw three passes that season. Uh, one was a completion for two yards. One was an incompletion and one was an interception. So 
I I don't I don't wear that uh, <laughs> ring uh, very often. Is it there in the room? No, it's in my sock drawer. You know how that is. <laughs> now I'm going to have to move it because everybody knows. Oh, where it now is. they know. They, if you want to find greasy Super Bowl ring, it's in the sock drawer. Hey, great to talk to you. Uh, have fun with the season coming up there. It'll be uh, week one Ravens and the Raiders in uh, Las Vegas. Thank you, Brian. Great to talk to you again. Yeah, Dan, good to catch up anytime. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Basketball fans know that things can be a little crazy this time of the year. Anything can happen. Last-minute buzzer beaters, gaps in health coverage. But when the last one happens, you need Affleck to help you bounce back from the expenses health insurance doesn't cover. You may have seen the Affleck duck working with some pretty famous coaches. But did you know Affleck is a leader in supplemental insurance? Look, health insurance wasn't designed to cover everything. So when an illness or injury happens, you can be hit with medical bills that some people don't have the cash on hand to pay. That's where Affleck comes in to help. When you're sick or injured, bills can rack up fast. Affleck pays cash that can be put towards medical expenses like co-pays or even non-medical expenses like groceries or rent. It's never a good idea to try to play through an injury or illness, and that's why you got to level up your defense. When there's gaps in health coverage, Affleck has the assist for you. Get help with expenses health insurance doesn't cover. Visit Affleck.com to learn more. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Tired of spills and stains on your sofa? Wash away your worries with Anabay. Anabay, the only sofa that's machine washable inside and out, where designer quality meets budget-friendly prices. That's right, sofas from only $639. 
Anabay brings you a no-risk experience with pet-friendly, stain-resistant, and changeable slipcovers made with performance fabric. Cloud-like comfort with high-resilience foam and hypoallergenic featherless down that needs no fluffing. Their steel frame ensures longevity, and you can rearrange the modular pieces anytime. And here's the cherry on top, up to 60% off site-wide. It's backed by a 30-day satisfaction guarantee, so if you're not absolutely in love, send it back for a full refund. No return shipping or restocking fees. Every penny back. Join the revolution of easy, clean, stylish living with up to 60% off at anabay.com. That's A-N-A-B-E-I.com. Offers are subject to change, and certain restrictions may apply. Is ESPN's Emmy Award-winning college football analyst Kirk Herbstreet. New book out called Out of the Pocket, Football Fatherhood and College Game Day Saturdays. He'll be uh, his opening assignment. Not bad. Georgia against Clemson, number five versus number three. That'll be the Dukes Mayo Classic in Charlotte. Also uh, working with Chris Fowler again this year. And uh, Herbie joins us on the program. Oh, you got Ohio State colors on there, Herbie? <laughs> No, I got University of Dayton colors. Oh, on. okay. I like that. <laughs> do you have any uh, maize and blue, though? Uh, I do. I do. I don't usually go with that shirt-tie combo because I've been destroyed by uh, by the lunatic fringe for, <laughs> for wearing that. So I tend to, even though I, yeah, I like that look, you know, but I just kind of put it on the back burner for, for a few decades. What's the toughest response you ever got? To an outfit or something you said? I it just, I, I think it was even Jim Tressel um, when I was doing a game. And I always go down on the field before games. And I, I, you know, despite what fans may think about announcers, we don't always think about our shirt tie combo color with, <laughs> with the teams we're covering. And Jim Tressel said, wow, like, can't believe you're wearing that. You know, and I was, I didn't even think about it. And I looked down and I had a blue shirt with a yellow tie on. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, okay, mental note, never, never wear this combo, I guess. Uh, so that was, you know, other than that, fan, like fan, I worked with Brent Musburger for years and I got Ohio State fans would come up to me and be like, I hate Musburger. I'd be like, why? Oh, he loves Michigan. I'm like, he does. I've worked with him for eight years. I don't think he like. I think he likes the team that he bets on. I don't think he loves Michigan. <laughs> and, and they're like, uh, no. He always one time he wore a blue uh, coat and a yellow uh, overcoat. I mean, he clearly loves Michigan. I'm like, he's the guy that said "Holy Buckeye" on that fourth and one against Purdue. Like he, he loves the game, man. He's he's not he's not in love with Michigan. But you know how fans are. If somebody didn't see when Eminem came into the booth with you and Brent, how would you, how would you describe Eminem's mindset? It's an interesting question. And people are they're not familiar with that. Need to Google, uh, Google that. So he came in with his, his bodyguards. And it was very clear that the whole booth had to be emptied. So all the spotters, statisticians, everybody had to get out of the booth. It just had to be, uh brent and i in there by the time or he wouldn't have come into the student into the uh, booth so you know he, he we cleared everybody out and he came in at a break could not have been any cooler came up he's like what's up kirk how you doing man nice to meet you mr musburger wow it's a great honor like he, we were just sitting there hanging out he put his headphones on and we were just talking you know just 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 normal and then he goes man i hate live tv man 
And I go, oh, are you kidding me? I, this is like, this would be easy. And he goes, where's the camera? And it's like one of the cameras in these booths, you've seen them, they're the size of a Coke can. And they're just kind of hanging up at the top. And I just kind of pointed to it. And he goes, okay, cool, right there. I go, yeah. And all of a sudden, three, two, one, we're back. And Brent starts to talk. And we go from like an overshot of the big house in Ann Arbor up to the booth. And all of a sudden, I look over and he's turned into something. I don't even know what he was. He's just all of a sudden, like, and Brent's like, all right, here he is. Eminem's up here with us. And Eminem just starts, just like, just goes into this character for one of the songs. And I was like, I was just talking to him. Like, what, what happened? You know, and, he, and, he's, and he stayed in that character for, it felt like a minute, but it was probably 15 seconds. And then he kind of snapped out of it and started to do the interview. But man, it went, it went, uh viral it, it was everywhere and i started to think about it because everywhere i went people were like dude what's up with eminem you know here you are asking me years later it was on the today show good morning america five, i mean everywhere and what a genius move by him because he had a new album coming out and what better way to market that than to do that prank and it got everybody talking wait you people think he did up. you think he did that on purpose absolutely absolutely <laughs> I, I think he he went into that berserk uh, character just to have some fun and to create people to be like, what, was he high? What's wrong with Eminem? What was, and all that noise, at least new, made people know that, hey, he's got a new album coming out. That's what I think he did. I love that uh, Brett goes, Marshall. And then, <laughs> and then he called him Mathers. Mathers, tell us about the new, <laughs> Mathers, tell us about the new album. <laughs> Because oh. Brent is so up on his Eminem, you know, yeah. Mathers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and one time Brent said on a, on, he he read a promo. He goes, "Oh, don't forget uh, next Monday. It's it's the, the big show." He goes, "It's uh, Usher and Beyonce will be on the program." And... <laughs> Beyonce, ladies and Beyonce. gentlemen, Beyonce. And I was like, I was like, Brent, on the air, I said, Brent. Beyonce. Yeah. And he goes, yeah. Herbie, okay, thank you. <laughs> I go, listen, if you're going to get one name right, get Beyonce yeah. right. I yeah. mean, she's worth getting right, yeah. uh, for sure. Uh, Herbie's got a new book out, Out of the Pocket Football Fatherhood and College Game Day Saturdays. Toughest thing to write about in the book was what? Um, you know, you know, Gene Wojciechowski, I was on, I, I did this with him and, and just the fact that I had trust with him, uh, I, I, I wouldn't, you know, I don't know what it was like for you as a kid growing up, but went through a lot of stuff. I kind of compartmentalized a lot of that emotionally, um, as a kid. And I think just having to uncover that a little bit going through, you know, a lot of dysfunction in my background with my family and, um, probably talking candidly about that kind of being vulnerable and being willing to talk about it and do a book. Like I'm a guy that just, I'm kind of an introvert. I don't talk about my feelings very often with people. And so to kind of relive some of that stuff uh, was, was definitely the toughest part. And, and I think throughout the entire book, I, I was very self-deprecating, very honest with myself as, as a person and, and as an athlete, as a broadcaster. And um, I think, you know, if, if you're going to do a book, that's probably the, the only way you can do it. How important were sports given the dysfunction in your family? Well, I, you know, I think people that have, you know, their parents divorced and, and you know, in my case, my parents remarried and, and ended up getting a divorce again. I went to like eight schools in nine years and I was this shy kid. And, and so, you know, to, 
I, I think I think people either turn to anger and resentment and in a lot of cases they go to drugs and, and and for me it was sports. I was so lucky. You know, I'd never had resentment towards my dad. Uh, my dad was my hero and then he was kind of in and out of my life. I had more of an emptiness. Like I wanted more of my dad. My dad was a good person. He just didn't get along with my mom when they got a divorce and it was nasty for really for the rest of their life for the most part. And so holidays and all that kind of stuff, the rest of our lives was difficult to manage. So my outlet was always sports, you know, watching sports, playing sports. Um, my, my buddies and, and sports were where I went to escape and, and just kind of lived in that world. <clears throat> I don't know what's going on with the Alliance. I know they agreed on the Alliance, <laughs> Herbie, but I don't I don't know what it means. Help us understand. If you don't know what it the, means. The, the only the only thing that I can think about is that they're trying to, you know, they didn't sign a contract. They're talking about scheduling. They're, anytime, anytime somebody talks about student athletes, you, you know, you got to be leery of what, what's going on here. So they're talking about we, we care about the student athletes. Well, the SEC, I think, cares about the student athletes. And so I think it's about creating an alliance for any kind of vote. You know, if, if we're going to go to a 12-team playoff, the alliance in the corner over there is like they're whispering in each other's ear, looking across the room at Greg Sankey, like there's three of us. You might be big and powerful, but there's three of us. We get three votes and they're talking about how they're going to vote. That's the only thing that I can think of is that they're aligned against the SEC at this point that they can they can control things in that. Remember, it's a power five. It's power, for now. It's a power five conferences. And those three, for the for all intents and purposes, if they're aligned, could control whatever decisions are made moving forward if it continues to be by a vote with a unanimous vote is what you need. And I think that's the only thing that I can really think that, that uh, you know, they can talk about scheduling and they can talk about, you know, trying to be, you know, the, the true, you know, model for student athletes and all that. But I think it's really more about trying to control power of voting moving forward. Don't you think we're headed towards the NFL model here, Herbie, where there's 32, 40 schools and you have college football will will make the schedules. Uh, Maybe the players get paid. Um, You know, ESPN, Fox, they come in and they make the schedules for that. That you just you basically have an NFL model in college football. I think we're getting closer and closer to that. I think that the the game changer, Dan, was the Supreme Court ruling. They they basically took the knees out of the NCAA. And and Judge Kavanaugh, not only with the ruling, he said, basically, if you come back here again, we're going to it's going to be a lot worse for you. And and I think it made Mark Emmert like a week, seven to 10 days later, he came out publicly and basically said, well, that's a wrap. Um, we're, we're, we're pretty much done. We're, we're, we're pulling back and uh, we're going to let the conferences govern things moving forward. So I think that's what got Oklahoma and Texas and these, you know, everything, these dominoes started to fall is everyone's looking at the future and trying to guess where is this thing going? And maybe what you're describing is where we're headed. You know, I mean, I'm an old school guy. I'm a traditionalist. I, I love college football. You know, I love the pageantry of the sport. I hope we don't lose that. But the reality is this thing is out of control. We, we're at a crossroads uh, with college football right now at the, at the highest level. And we've got decision makers right now that aren't getting along. And they're the ones that are supposed to be leading together. And they're not. And so it, this is nasty. It, it's, it's not even close to being done. 
at some point we'll get to you know the worst that it, it has to offer, um, and then maybe the dust will settle and we'll be able to move forward. But right now we're we're not close to that. I can't help but think of name, image, and likeness. What what happened to Ohio State and getting tattoos? Where so could they do that now? If somebody wanted to give one of their jerseys or whatever it might be. Hey, I, I, I got this at the Rose Bowl and uh, I'm, I'm going to barter that to get tattoos. I don't know. I don't know. That, that, I, my understanding of name, image, and likeness is you can use your name, image, or likeness for whether it's a, you know, a simple thing like tweeting something out for on behalf of a company or, you know, doing commercials uh, for a local car dealer or pizza dealer or whatever it might be. I don't know if you can partner to try to say, hey, here's here's a jersey that I wore in the Rose Bowl. Can I, can I have a free tattoo? I don't know. I, I, that, that, that's this, this stuff is just too new uh, for me to know if, whether or not that is legit. And same thing with Reggie Bush. I've heard a lot of people say, you know, this is unfair. Reggie Bush should be reinstated. And I'm thinking that was like, from what I remember about Reggie Bush, that was an agent that had a marketing team that provided money for his family, that's a different set of circumstances than if Reggie Bush did a commercial for somebody and got paid. That would be different. That would be allowed today. But like an agent paying you money is not cool. Like that, that, that still can't happen. Would you give Reggie Bush's Heisman back? Um, yeah, I, I, I think the whole thing is kind of silly. I mean, I, Reggie Bush, I, I was asked the other day, um, who, who are the greatest college football players I've ever covered or ever seen, you know, since I've been doing this. And the first name that came to mind was Michael Vick, uh, just because of people forget people maybe remember him as a, as a pro and some of the stuff he got into. I remember him playing at Lane stadium, you know, at, at Virginia tech and doing things that I didn't know you were allowed to do as a quarterback. It was just unheard of to see that in person. And then the other guys, Reggie Bush, I mean, Re- Reggie Bush, from the very first time I saw him carry the ball as a young player, um, you know, he, he would jump in the air and land and hit the ground. Like if you're playing a video game and you had a turbo button, like he would hit, go in the air, land, and somehow hit his turbo button when he landed and just be gone and just spectacular. So I, I, I hate the, that he got caught up in whatever it was he got uh, caught up in. But uh, to me, I would, I would definitely – provide him with his Heisman and, and he should be around USC football as, as often as he can be around. How surprised were you that Urban Meyer decided to coach again and coach in the NFL? Well, I, I was surprised. You know, I, I think, I think the, um, you know, watching him on the sidelines, you remember when Ohio state was playing in his last year and how many times did we see him like holding his head and taking a knee and like, almost looked like he was getting dizzy. Um, I don't, I don't, I thought, man, this might be this might be it for him. Um, and I don't know what happened. I haven't spoken with him about why now, about his health. And I know that he's always had a calling to want to get back in. But um, he must feel, as far as his doctors with that cyst, must be okay. I watched him the other night, and he looks still – you know, he can't help it. He's so competitive. He's not like a coach like Tom Landry that just kind of sits there and watches the game. I mean, he's, he's like – his blood is boiling on the sidelines is, is, and it's going to be a long year, you know, with, with Jacksonville and he's going to have to learn to somehow let those emotions uh, to the side because that offensive line is, is going to allow some hits on his franchise quarterback this year. Give me a sneaky team, not in the top 10 that could be in the final four at the end of the year. Well, the, the one I'll give you that's first in the top 10 is Cincinnati. 
And so, well, how do you how do you get into the playoff? Because we've not seen that if you're a group of five team. Boise State used to flirt with the BCS because they would have a Virginia Tech who was a top ten opponent. They'd have a Georgia who was a top ten opponent, and they would win those games, and they would have a shot at the end to try to get in there. I think with Indiana or with Cincinnati, they play at Indiana, who's a top fifteen team this year, and they play in South Bend. Those are non-conference games for Cincinnati. Remember how they played against Georgia in the Sugar Bowl? They really outplayed Georgia. They just couldn't close the deal, and they lost the game, but they were really competitive. I think they, they, they scored some points there as far as respect. So Cincinnati is a team that I think could actually break into the top four if, in fact, they win against Indiana and Notre Dame on the road. Then they'd have to win the American. Uh, outside of that, um, I would say – I would give you, uh, let's say Wisconsin could be maybe a surprise team. They had a down year a year ago. Uh, they, they seem to be a team that could be on the bounce. I think the winner, actually, the Penn State-Wisconsin game, they open up, by the way. That's a tough opener in college football. Uh, whoever wins that game, I think, could, could bounce and, and have a legitimate shot to, to get it up into the top ten pretty quickly. Good luck with the book, and uh, we'll be watching uh, opening opening night. It'll be Georgia versus Clemson, and that'll be uh, the Dukes-Mayo Classic, September the 4th there on ABC. Uh, hey, great to All talk right. to you again, Herbie. Thank you, buddy. All right, Mathers. Take yeah, care, Mathers. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Herbie. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, it's me, Rob Parker. Check out my weekly MLB podcast, Inside the Parker, for 22 minutes of piping hot baseball talk featuring the biggest names and newsmakers in the sport. Whether you believe in analytics or the eye test, we've got all the bases covered. New episodes drop every Thursday, so do yourself a favor and listen to Inside the Parker with Rob Parker on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcast. Basketball fans know that things can be a little crazy this time of the year. Anything can happen. Last-minute buzzer beaters, gaps in health coverage. But when the last one happens, you need Affleck to help you bounce back from the expenses health insurance doesn't cover. You may have seen the Affleck duck working with some pretty famous coaches. But did you know Affleck is a leader in supplemental insurance? Look, health insurance wasn't designed to cover everything. So when an illness or injury happens, you can be hit with medical bills that some people don't have the cash on hand to pay. That's where Affleck comes in to help. When you're sick or injured, bills can rack up fast. Affleck pays cash that can be put towards medical expenses like co-pays or even non-medical expenses like groceries or rent. It's never a good idea to try to play through an injury or illness, and that's why you got to level up your defense. When there's gaps in health coverage, Affleck has the assist for you. Get help with expenses health insurance doesn't cover. Visit Affleck.com to learn more. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. 
The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Tired of spills and stains on your sofa? Wash away your worries with Anabay. Anabay, the only sofa that's machine washable inside and out, where designer quality meets budget-friendly prices. That's right, sofas from only $639. Anabay brings you a no-risk experience with pet-friendly, stain-resistant, and changeable slipcovers made with performance fabric, cloud-like comfort with high-resilience foam, and hypoallergenic featherless down that needs no fluffing. Their steel frame ensures longevity, and you can rearrange the modular pieces anytime. And here's the cherry on top, up to 60% off site-wide. It's backed by a 30-day satisfaction guarantee, so if you're not absolutely in love, send it back for a full refund. No return shipping or restocking fees. Every penny back. Join the revolution of easy, clean, stylish living with up to 60% off at anabay.com. That's A-N-A-B-E-I.com. Offers are subject to change, and certain restrictions may apply. Jags drafted Travis Etienne, even though they had a 1,000-yard rusher in James Robinson. But the thinking was that Etienne could be a safety blanket for his college teammate Trevor Lawrence. Now, Travis Etienne is out for the season, having surgery on his foot. The infamous Liz Frank injury. Who is Liz Frank, McLovin? And where is my Liz Frank. Well, Liz Frank, you know, is in, in 1920s. Do you want me to tell you the whole story? Yeah. Now? In 1920s France, she was the first person to have this specific uh, foot injury. She was the Tommy John of I'm totally making of, it up. Feet. I, I, did, I oh. forgot to research what Liz Frank was. Wait, I told you this three hours ago. <laughs> I know. What, I have what no else have idea. you been doing? I have no idea. I was like at the Patriots draft picks. Remember you told me uh, they don't get any uh, skill position players? So I've been breaking it down. You don't need to research that. Everybody knows that. <laughs> what is my Liz Frank and where is it in my foot? Yes, Seaton. I believe she's Liz Frank. Liz Frank. Yeah. I okay. do I do have it now. And actually, okay. we did this earlier this offseason. I, I swear we did. We all forgot. Uh, how did we get Liz, Liz Franck? Yes, Paul. Is it a sprain? Is it a break? Is it a bone spur? What, what is it? 
Where is it? Oh, stop asking questions. How about we just get an answer here? It's named after French surgeon Jacques Lisfranc de Saint Martin. Okay. It is a Lisfranc joint is a specialized bony and ligamentous structure providing stability to the joint, and I guess it tears or okay. breaks. All right. So he broke this little specialized bony and ligamentous structure. Okay, but Carson Wentz is back after a week having surgery, and Quentin Nelson, his offensive lineman's back. You've but, had a lot of surgeries. I, I How are you back in three weeks? Has that, have you ever had a surgery where you recovered anywhere near that close? Uh, not recovered. I remember, I think I had, gosh, was it a sports hernia or was it my shoulder surgery? But I came back on Monday. I had it done on Friday. I remember your shoulder injury, and you were, that's the most unhappy I've ever seen you in yes, your life. that was not good. And I couldn't take meds while I was on the air. I mean, I could, but once the show finished, I was able to gobble up some. Like, oh my God, what am I thinking? And then like two weeks later, you got on the golf simulator about two months before you were supposed to. Oh yeah, I know. I'm always an idiot after surgery. Yeah, so it's a tear of a ligament or a broken bone in the midfoot area uh, that's supposed to have stability for your foot. All right. But Travis Etienne had the Liz, Liz Franck. Um, drafting a running back in the first round. I know the Steelers did it. Um, you know, the Giants bucked the trend. They took Saquon Barkley, number two overall in 2018. That hasn't worked out well because Barkley got hurt. But, you know, you can look at Christian McCaffrey. He got hurt as well. I, I just don't want a running back. I don't need one. I can always find one. I don't want to use a first-round draft pick. And I will raise my hand. I was right there front and center and said, the Giants should take Saquon Barkley. I thought they had a Super Bowl-caliber team that year when they drafted him. And I thought that this was the final go-round for Eli, and he would have this security blanket in the backfield. You know, he could catch passes. Uh, you know, was a threat with running the football. He, he could be a tiki barber kind of player. Um but it obviously didn't work out. Uh, Etienne was taken at number 25. They need offensive line help, but you know this is, this is just one more stumbling block pothole for the Jags this season and with Urban Meyer and Trevor Lawrence. And we had Brian Greasy on who called the Jags game against the Saints, and uh, we'll bring back a portion of that interview because I asked him, does Jacksonville just go with Gardner Minshew? And I would. Based off what I saw against the Saints, I don't want to put Trevor Lawrence out there just, you know, for our ego to go, hey, there's our number one pick. Come see him play. I, I got to think of this in, as a long-term invest in, investment. And that team right now uh, can, can hold up its end of the bargain here of protecting Trevor Lawrence. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at show. By the way, we're back with another season of The next great podcast, you get the opportunity to submit your podcast idea. And uh, the podcast team at iHeartRadio and Tongle will help you. We're going to have 10 finalists. We had over 1,800 podcast ideas that were submitted last year. You have until September 17th to submit it. You go to danpatrick.com, follow the link, and submit your idea Good luck. We could be in business uh, if you happen to win this. All right. Uh, Jay in Mississippi has been on hold. Jay, what's on your mind today? 
Hi, guys. Uh, lifelong Orioles fan. Uh, my first game as a kid was a doubleheader against the Red Sox. Uh, Louis Tion pitched that day, uh, I remember. So uh, it's just disheartening to see him play year in and year out, basically 300 baseball and not even be competitive. So, uh, And then another quick question I had, uh, going to Ohio for the first time on Halloween weekend. I'm going to catch the uh, OSU-Penn State game Saturday with my brothers and then uh, Brown Steelers on Sunday. Awesome. Didn't know if there's any recommendations on what we should do, pregame, postgame, et cetera, guys. Love the show. Uh, so you're going to go to Columbus, and then you'll go to Cleveland. Um, make time for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. If you get that opportunity, uh, I don't know what time they open on Sunday, so you might not be able to. I don't know if they're open after the game. Uh, as far as Columbus, I would just go to the tailgate, show up early, and just walk around. Because you can't, unless you have gone to college football games, I mean, the enormity of all of that, uh, the pregame, uh, just the festivities there. Penn State's one that I went to, and it was just this sea of S, these um, campers, uh, Van, I mean, all it, it was in, like just a farm field full of campers and people tailgating there. Uh, Michigan's a wonderful place as well. The, these are just, I'm talking about in the Midwest. There's obviously other great places, but these are ones that I remember going to and getting there early and then just walking around to experience it. Yeah, Paul. You took me to Ohio State, Michigan. It's probably about 14 years ago. I've been to a lot of college football games and we were walking around town and everyone's geared out. And it was, it was Ohio State hosting Michigan. And I remember asking you, I go, why does everyone seem like they're in, in a bad mood? And Ohio State was well favored in the game. You're like, oh, this is a very serious time. This is a very serious weekend. It's, it's fun and there's drinking. But the Ohio State-Michigan game felt like a serious event was going on. And the fans were locked in. Well, it's serious because it, it's your year. Like, you, you have to have those bragging rights. Michigan has not had those bragging rights in a long, long time. Ohio State doesn't want to lose those bragging rights. Ohio State expects to beat Michigan. Michigan hopes to beat Ohio State. And there's a different mindset. Like, you just don't want to lose that game. You expect to win where Michigan may not expect to win, but they hope to win. And But there's so many great rivalries to be a part of that. I mean, Michigan against Notre Dame is a sneaky great rivalry. You don't normally think of that. You think Notre Dame and USC. But Notre Dame and Michigan... That's a good rivalry as well. Yeah, McLovin. Is there a particular band you would suggest checking out while you're at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, depending on what lane this uh, caller happens to be in? I would say Green Day. You know, you want to check out the Green Day exhibit, which I love that when I went in there because I'd been told to stay in my lane when it came to Green Day. And, and you know, the, the caller was right. I mean, I'm not a Green Day fan. You know, I, I appreciate the music, but it's not something that I go, boy, Green Day. Uh, uh, wake me when September ends, or something like that. <laughs> is that what the name of the song is? is that, that was so mad. Yeah, stay oh, in your lane. Oh, he was all fired up. <laughs> and I, I said to my wife, I said, uh, you know, I got to go to this exhibit uh, when when we go to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Took my my uh, kids there, and uh, I said I got to go see Green Day. And she goes, Who? And I said Green Day. I said it's it's kind of a joke, but I got to get pictures taken of, of of the exhibit just so I can show the listener this is what you do. You do your homework, and I'm doing my homework. I'm 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 trying to immerse myself in the greatness of Green Day. Don't think they're Hall of Famers, but they got into the Careful. Hall of Fame. I, I just my opinion. 
I, I don't think that they – that's not a Hall of Fame band. By the way, did you see where the guy who is on the album cover for Nirvana when he's a baby is suing the band? Because he said, you know, I had no parental – there was no parental guidance. or Like nobody signed off on this that I would be naked on the album cover. And I went, oh, all right. And, and and the guy's a grown man now, but uh, I guess he's suing the band. Yeah, Paul. Yeah, this gentleman is 30 years old now. His name is Spencer Eldon. He's suing uh, for 150000 in damages from each of the defendants, which I guess... Well, there's two. It's Cobain's the estate, estate the photographer, Universal Music, oh. Geffen Records, Warner Brothers, Warner, Warner, Warner Records, and MC Music, from each of the defendants. So that adds up to, we're looking at about a mil. Okay. The cover sh- photo was shot by... a. Uh, Kirk Weddle, a photographer, who was a friend of Eldon's father, the young boy in the thing. Mm. And they needed a baby, and they said, here we go. Mm. Yeah, see. It's crazy that, like, the parents never thought of this after 30 years or whatever it's been. Of suing? Yeah. Like, if, if all of a sudden a picture of my son naked on an album cover showed up, I'd be like, hey, what the heck? I never signed off on that. Now, 30 years later, the parents are like... Well, that's the, it's not the parents, it's... The kid. Well, no, no, I know that it's the kid, but I'm just saying they've had all this time and the parents are like, we never signed off on it either. Yeah. It's odd that it took this long. Hmm. Uh, A lot of response to uh, my movie review of Nicolas Cage in the movie Pig. I I want my pig. (laughs) Uh, And and, and look, I'm not not signing off on it. I'm not giving thumbs up or thumbs down. I don't know what it is. I I, I watched it and I, I still don't know what happened. But it, but if you if you watch it, I'm I'm curious what your movie review of it is. I'm so happy that it's given us that impression. <laughs> oh my! It makes me laugh so hard. Yeah. I want my pig. <laughs> Very good. We did reach out to Nicolas Cage, and, and we didn't get a no. It's not a no. No. But it's not a yes. It could be a floating maybe there. It's like a check back around Thanksgiving. Yeah, and, then, and then I'll check back and it'll be like, <laughs> check back around Valentine's Day. Yes, Seton. Because the dude's making another movie. That dude stays working. He's always making He's movies. He's always got something coming out. He has more movies that have gone right to video than any other actor I'm guessing right now. I don't, I don't know if anybody else is close. Can you think of somebody else who's had that many movies? John Travolta's got a lot of movies that go right to DVD. Yeah, Paul. I have his IMDb up here. Right. And this has to be incorrect. Since 2016, he's been in 26 movies. <laughs> I guess, I'm, I'm not making it up. That wasn't like an exaggeration by me. I got 26 movies. It's not back. possible. He was in six movies in 2017. Gosh. He's got, he's got five on the way. All right. If I was going to single out a Nicolas Cage movie, just so people know that I'm not anti-Nick Cage, it's just I watched this movie with great anticipation. The movie ended, and I said to my wife, was that any good? And she goes, I don't know. Are you suggesting a Nicolas Cage movie draft? No, I don't know. I, clear this. I don't, Swap the decks. Let's go. Well, if I get first pick, first pick... I'd take Moonstruck with uh, Cher. What, McLovin? What are you doing? You're the biggest Raising Arizona fan I know. I know, but I didn't want to take Raising Arizona. That wasn't fair. Oh, right. Okay. I mean, Raising Arizona, he's spectacular. 
You just took Greg Oden when Kevin Durant was I know. Saying. You're right. But I think it's implied Raising Arizona is off the board, though. Well, no, if it it's not implied. I just, I, if I was going to get first pick, I didn't want to take Raising Arizona, even though it's, he's spectacular. Moonstruck is great because he loses his thumb. He cuts off his thumb. He's, hey, talk about, you know, uh, Todd, you got a, a Nicolas Cage? Uh, you don't really have a Nicholas Cage impersonation, but I have... Like, no, 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 a movie. Oh, the, my top three are The Family Man, Face Off, and It Could Happen to You. Those are my three favorites. As great as he was in okay, Leaving Las Vegas. Okay, you got to pick one. I'm going to say The Family Man. All right. I enjoyed that with him and Tia Leone. But, but, <laughs> never but that's heard of why it. you like the movie, because of Tia Leone. I like Tia Leone, but I, actually there was, there was something, I had a soft spot for that movie. And then the other one is... Bridget Fonda. It can happen to you. With you like that movie ticket, because right? she's It helped, but I, but I enjoyed those. Okay. And, but Face Off with him and Travolta, that was, I thought, fantastic. No, it was not. It was fabulous, right. that movie. Peggy Sue got married. Tom. No, Peggy Sue got married. He, that was bad because he had that goofy voice. All right, McLovin? Uh, are The Rock and Con Air considered two separate movies? I'm not sure how those qualify. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, but uh, I really like, I, I would go raise Arizona, but also I really like those National Treasure movies, by the way. I just want to give a small shout out to them. Okay. My family and I watch those together and enjoy them. All right. Uh, Seton, you got a Nick Cage in the Nick Cage uh, snake draft? I can't believe Gone in 60 Seconds is still Ooh, on the table. Take you guys, it. You guys crazy. Yeah. You get Angelina Jolie? Yeah, yeah, I'm in. I'll right. take that one. Why not? Right. What was his name? Montana? Memphis Reigns, dude. Oh, Memphis, Memphis Reigns. My, my, my Come bad. on. My bad. <laughs> Show some respect. My, my, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm channeling my uh, love for Hannah Montana. Uh, Paulie, you, uh, you're next. Back-to-back picks. Oh, that's exciting. Uh, I can't believe they're still on the board. I'm going to take Valley Girl. He played Randy. Fantastic mm. movie. And then I'm also going to throw in there Honeymoon in Vegas. Oh, I hated him. I wanted him to die in Honeymoon in Vegas. Great movie. Die? Wait, what's the one where he's an alcoholic? That's Leaving Las Vegas. Leaving, oh, Las, leaving Vegas. Las Vegas. Very different tone. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you're right. Honeymoon in Vegas is Sarah Jessica Parker. He loses. James Caan? James Caan. Okay. The poker game. Yeah. I thought that was a very strong reaction to Honeymoon in Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> my bad. My bad. I want my pig. <laughs> Listen to this. In 96 and 97, in an 18-month period, Nicolas Cage made The Rock, Con Air, and Face Off in 18 months. I didn't see it. One anyone. of the greatest runs of all time well, of in Hollywood right there. <laughs> That's Brando-esque. Bring in the awards. Tim, Tim Brando. <laughs> Was that his De Niro moment there, the, the, those three movies yeah. there, Nicolas Cage? All right, let me take a break. My pig. <laughs> How did I get into the Hall of Fame? <laughs> yes, Paulie. Kiss of Death was pretty good. Maybe played Little Junior Brown. Remember, uh, what's that guy's name? David Caruso was in it. Mm. It's a good movie. Infinity Presents, a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, 
Whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You deserve to treat yourself. So turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota. Let's go places.